ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌಲಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನವಧೀತಮಸ್ತುಮಾವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಹಿ ಚೈತನ್ಯಂಗೇಷ್ಠಾನಿಂಗೇಹಸ್ಥಿಚ್ಛಾಯಾಂಗೇಹಸ್ಥಿಂಗೇಷ್ಠಾನಿಂಗ
it is it is happening in the buddhi correct and so the buddhi is part of the subtle body and the buddhi you know is a place where the eye is cognized where the eye notion is cognized where the eye thought is cognized so that is you know so the buddhi shines you know in in you know that the, the shine of the buddhi is the shine of consciousness and you know and it's a little you know that's why we think of it as a you know in the temple and all we think of the buddhi as a small light and this is offered to bhagavan you know natatra suryo bhati na chandra tarakam oh the abode of the light of lights jyotisham jyotihi which does not need to be illumined by you know by the sun or the moon or the stars or what to talk of uh, lightning rod a rod of lightning so unto that knowledge limitless knowledge i offer my buddhi is little light to light you up so to speak as myself because that's the only way it can be lit up the buddhi objectifies everything except it cannot objectifies that consciousness why it is this consciousness and how did it become buddhi how did this buddhi become jiva well because you know there is no becoming first of all but to to, to answer this question there are two vadas that are presented in the shastra so the first one is called and which is discussed here is called pratibimba vada the theory or the philosophy of what is called reflected consciousness and this is this has a abiding presence in vedanta and in the panchadashi and in many other secondary vedanta texts and the analogy is very simple so you have you know you have one sun and 20 pots how many reflections 20 reflections and so the 20 pots are the various buddhis where you can say or the subtle bodies or the medium of uh, you know reflection and then the sun is shining and then the sun you know that it's not that 120th of the sun is reflected in each of the 20 pots no it's the whole sun is reflected in the 20 pots and now let's make the metaphor a little more uh, chatpata spicy how to do that let us imagine that one of the, the one of the um uh, pots has some kind of a dirty sludgy water then you have a turbid sun reflected in the pot that has a dirty sludgy water then let's look at another pot uh, and let's say that somebody has taken a stick and stirred up the contents of the pot the water in the pot then you have a undulating sun a sun that is broken up by the ripples etc not a steady sun okay so then you know this is and then you have a a, a pot of clear water among among these you know 20 pots of all these different varieties are there and so then the pratibimba vadinaha the pratibimba vadins the people who subscribe to to this theory or this philosophy and like this philosophy they you know have a hey day with this philosophy and for them it is very clear the water is the buddhi and the, let the water be the reflecting medium the buddhi or some people say mirror and same thing on the mirror you go ha you go like that you breathe on the mirror and then there is a, you know fog of the breath 
the condensation of the breath and then you show it to the sun you see if you can reflect the sun the reflection will also be hazy or you take the mirror which is very dusty left on the you know um, on a shelf somewhere and then you try to reflect the sun you will have a dusty sun and so either the pot of water or adarsha you know malina adarsha or a dirty mirror or a clean mirror etc you can you know uh, the uh, philosophy of reflected the philosophers who subscribe to this theory of reflected consciousness you know they feel like this is a wonderful analogy and why is this a wonderful analogy because all the things are in place the water is the buddhi the sun is that consciousness and the sun has as though entered the sukshma sharira via the buddhi and is available in the buddhi as a reflected sun okay and then if the buddhi is clear of the ragadvesha as if it's a sattvic buddhi then the sun you know of that all chaitanya limitless chaitanya is fully reflected allowing the buddhi to study vedanta and to gain the knowledge and then then what do you have then you have a turbid buddhi full of sludge and then a sludgy muddy you know dull sun is reflected you know in in a tamasic buddhi this is what they would argue and then finally what then uh, then uh, one more what is the rajasic buddhi represented by a stirred water pot the water pot that has just been nicely stirred up and then put under the sun and then you have a wavering reflection you are not able to see the chaitanya properly and so then they feel like this is this adequately represents this uh you know this uh, this whole business of the limitless consciousness as though entering the body mind sense complex which you know is blessed with a subtle body now you see uh, these explanations are like explaining why did the sun rise you know today then you have so many you know explanations based on so many folklore and folk tales so if you take the ancient hindu indian folk tale then you imagine so the whole imagination is the sun with his brilliance seven horses each one the color of the rainbow you know in order to wake up the universe and to give sustenance to the universe takes his horses for a ride in the sky and then from rises in the east and sets in the west no matter where you are and so this is you know this is the indian version then there is another version if you if you take an italian folk tale which you tell children and you know why, why does the sun rise there is a there is another explanation then you go to some other uh, you know when you go to some other place thailand then there will be another explanation and then even in india there is actually one more explanation that the sun you know uh, got married to uh, one uh, forgot the name but then you know uh, what was the wife of the lord uh, sun lord's wife and uh, then Uh, he, she could not live with him because she was burning up literally and so she cloned herself into chaya a kind of a shadow version of herself which then you know went with the sun and then the shadow cannot be where the sun is and so even though she cloned herself she was just you know she was still elusive 
and so the son is keeping on looking for the for the shadow wife that is you know that is what the whole thing is and uh, no chaya is the one okay, the other one yeah suvar chalamba maybe maybe that is the uh, maybe that is the andhra yeah sanjana yeah that is the one so sanjana was the one but she, she you know she was so afraid of him because she was burning up this was she was married basically to a big ball of fire this is the story so she clones chaya the shadow clone of herself who looks just like her but who is cool and you know dark but then the darkness cannot abide where the sun is so the sun keeps on looking for his wife and so keeps going from india to america and you know this uh, you know yeah, uh, clocks in more frequent flyer miles than the than the flight attendants you know themselves because constantly flying around the universe this is the explanation now the, these explanations are for balaha children therefore children because the children will ask why it is going here why it has come there what is happening here and then there is an explanation for thunder gudu 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 the noise comes you know and then uh, we you know the children would be told baby krishna is playing is running around you know something like that so this is just for children why in and for adults don't need the stories why because you really know that the sun is not rising <laughs> there is no sunrise much less sunset what is happening instead the earth is spinning on its axis giving the giving the apparent you know feeling that the sun is rising and the earth is stationary okay it's actually the other way around so really speaking you can be you can go the whole hog giving explanations why the sun rises but really you know there is no need for those explanations here too there is no need for any explanation why did ishvara become jiva because ishvara has not become jiva why did jiva enter into this the creation well that that is itself a uh, that question is itself problematic because jiva has not really you know made the creation and then entered into it that which is the creation is itself non separate from ishvara this we have to see so therefore any theory that you advance why ishvara quote unquote became jiva you know is going to be totally futile and but then the upanishad and uh, recognizes the swami vidyaranya vidyaranya also recognizes what does he recognize that you know the the, the jignasus who who are also the mumukshus studying this are also in a way babies baby vedantins so the baby vedantins will have questions just like all the other babies in the universe why does the sun rise you know and uh, so like this and in fact lord hanuman ji there is another folklore about the rising sun lord hanuman ji whose birthday was two days ago when he was you know a baby he just mistook the rising sun for a juicy apple and went and you know put it in his mouth and all the three worlds became dark and then you know and all the sages went and you know got hold of this uh, celestial baby hanuman ji and said please spit out the sun it's not a ball it's not an apple <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a ball of fire upon which the lives of all the lokas are uh, uh, you know are uh, waiting 
to unfold. So please don't do this. And so then out of kindness, Bedi Hanumanji spat the sun out, you know. So like this, there are stories and the stories are just to, you know, they are a provisional explanation until the child is ready to assimilate this, that the, what is that, what is really going on. What is really going on is that there is no Arupantaram uh, taking place. It's not that Ishvara is assuming that a different form. Ishvara is Ishvara, Jagat is Ishvara. And the Jagat is non-separate from Ishvara. And then, you know, so therefore, there is no Rupantaram taking place. But then, for the sake of people who are not understanding this and who are uh, unable to study further, we, you know, the mind puts a stay order, like a lawyer, you know, stay order, an injunction, your honor, because until I understand this, I will not go ahead, I will not go further. For them, these theories are advanced. And the first theory or the philosophy of reflected consciousness we have already seen. Now this, you know, really to explain the impossible, there will always be problems because you are trying to explain something that that, is, that hasn't happened. It's not that Ishvara has become the Jiva, so any explanation that you offer will be finite. And besides, another reason it will be finite is because what we are talking about is that limitless consciousness which is you. So any explanation of how the limitless consciousness is shining as though it is limited and behaving in a way as though it is limited is not going to suffice. So the theory of uh, what is that first one reflected consciousness you know has some flaws uh, you know all of them will have flaws so th the first flaw is basically uh, you know the main flaw is this that um, you know what is the status of the reflecting medium this is what we have to question what is the status of the reflecting medium is it as true as that which is reflected namely the sun so the buddhi is, is it uh, you know is it, is, it as, is it a separate entity than that consciousness which it is reflecting? Or is it the same entity? If it is the same entity, how can it reflect? And if it is a separate entity, then if it reflects, then how can they, there be Advaita? Advaita Hani Syat. So Advaita Hani means there is, a, uh, there is a loss of Advaita. Quickly, let us go to the next theory that is proffered. And that, you know, that we use a lot. We use both. So, but this one we seem to prefer because it has, you know, it, it seems to be more easily assimilable than the uh, theory of reflected consciousness. So, what is the second vada? This is called avacheda vada. So, first is pratibimba vada. And then the other one is avacheda. Avacheda vada and Pratibimba Vada. So this Pratibimba Vada we have seen and Avacheda Vada, you know, a bad translation of that, whatever, what, what else can they have? So a bad translation of that would be the theory of as though conditioned consciousness. So there, there also we have to add the theory of as though reflected consciousness and then the theory of as though conditioned consciousness. So here we bring in our you know, our familiar accoutrements which are pot and clay. So then, you know, so then we have the pot and then it's not pot and clay, pot space and then space outside the pot. 
and so then so bhatakasha and then akasha so then this akasha called ghatakasha which is as though associated with pot that's why it's called pot space let us say it had a human mind it would say oh no you know what is this i'm i'm in a small confined space i'm i'm not you know i should join space that space outside is god i'm separated from god and therefore i should be one with god oh when will the mortal shackles fall off mortal shackles here means the pot you know from the standpoint of the pot when will the shackles fall off so that i can be free to be one with space if you, if it sounds familiar then the theory of as though conditioned consciousness will happily speak to you so then uh, you know this is the this is the lament because there is a sense of disconnection and separation and that sense of disconnection longing separation and what is this longing the longing is for the sake of belonging i want to belong that is where the longing is and so therefore you know i want to belong to the whole i want to belong to bhagavan i want to be one with everything that you know desire to belong is the only yearning only longing and so here then we let's say the part space is told by a space guru approaches a space guru or a not a space doubt guru a space guru and the space guru tells the uh, tells the part space are you are already space in fact the pot resides in you you don't reside in the pot you are one with space the pot is just an as though conditioner for that vast limitless ever present all pervasive you know one and only space without a second so this is the theory of what is called conditioned consciousness that right? so the body of the jiva the body mind sense complex of the jiva which was created before before this entry or actually it was simultaneous but anyway just for the sake of talking we have to talk like this so let's say the body mind sense was created and then ishvara entered as it were this body mind sense complex assuming the form of the body the buddha buddhi the mind etc and so there you know so this ishvara this chaitanya is conditioned chaitanya so deha avachinna chaitanya you know jideha avachinna chaitanya ek this consciousness that is as though conditioned by the body mind sense complex or if you prefer the you know other uh, theory you can say this consciousness that is as though reflected in the body mind complex in the buddhi you can take your pick because both of them you know they they work to a certain extent both of them are problematic because what are you going to do with the reflecting medium in the first theory and what are you going to do with the conditioning medium in the second theory is the part as real as consciousness because it actually is successful in conditioning it no it is not that's why we have to say as though as though till you know uh, till uh, you know till eternity you have to keep saying as though so neither of them can explain and also it is something that as i said in the beginning need not be explained what is there to explain because if something has there is no occurrence that has happened only when something has happened you have to explain if nothing has happened you know uh, uh, you know what is there to explain there is nothing to explain and so therefore so these are the two uh, ways 
in which the theory you know of reflected and uh, conditioned consciousness is you know talked about so now you know with that we can uh, we can look at this uh, once again chaitanyam yad adishthanam lingadehaschayav punah chichchaya lingadehastha tat sangho jeeva uchyate so the jeeva is a confused <laughs> composite of what three things one is this chaitanya alone is jeeva this unfettered all pervasive all knowledge limitless consciousness you know is is jeeva and then this is the adhishthana of the whole universe this is the adhishthana of everything this is the jeeva and then what punah yet again then again so this chaitanya through which medium is broadcasting itself through which medium is becoming available and shining as itself through which medium it is cognizing itself as self revealing how does this self revealing consciousness what does it use to reveal itself it is, so how does the sun reveal itself in the pot of water it uses the water to reveal itself how does the you know how does the pot space reveal itself it uses the the pot to say okay this is pot space so like this the chaitanya the consciousness uses the buddhi which is the subtle body so linga deha to reveal itself and this is explained in the second line is that this consciousness which is you know which is revealing itself through the body mind complex through the subtle body of various pranis various pranadhari jivas various uh, you know jivas that are uh, having the identified with the prana that is what is called the jiva so therefore the all pervasive consciousness appears to have as though undergone a change just like the big sun which is millions of you know meters in circumference etc this big big huge limitless sun is reflected into a small pot of water you see a tiny sun but the sun is not tiny it is as though tiny because it's in keeping with the with the the, the medium of reflection here too in the avachchedavada a tiny pot will have tiny space a bigger pot will have slightly big space and then we have room space arena space and so many other spaces you know that are conditioned in a much bigger way but all that is really space and the conditioning agent so to speak is what is called the avachchedavada which is an as though conditioning agent for this consciousness so this consciousness that is that that is coming you know two things so to speak happen within quotes as though happen to this consciousness one is it takes on the form of whatever that medium of reflection is chichaya so if it's a small medium of reflection you have a small you know way in which the consciousness unfolds in this particular upadhi upadhi means a particular conditioning you know conditioned you know name and form so in the upadhi of a glow worm that consciousness 
in the buddhi of the global will shine in a very limited finite way because it's a you know like if you go up the food chain when you find that consciousness is shining in more and more you know complicated ways as as the animal you know as we see the evolution of the animal you see that the you know the consciousness is much more present and much more able to interact and do things you know with the help of the buddhi with the help of the mind so the cow also makes some simple inferences i think the next pasture is greener it has more daisies it has made an inference i think i should go there some simple desires it has but the human being you know very very complicated uh, linga sharira uh, sukshma sharira the subtle body of the human being is extremely you know well put together extremely sophisticated and in that sophisticated buddhi you know the chichaya the uh, you know consciousness is reflected as it were you know in a much more uninhibited way not only can the human being cognize themselves but the human beings can also you know to cognize others and then the human beings can make complex inferences and it's as though this chichaya is very close to being uninhibited you know except by the constraints of the buddhi you know the the parameters of the constraints whatever those constraining upadhi factors are it is very very you know you know well expressing itself it's as though mother maya in creating the human mind you know gave it so much freedom to sport this consciousness as it were and to come to know oneself as the truth of you know uh, as the truth of this what the upanishad states that you are non separate from ishvara so to know this uh, this truth it is equipped it's a mind that is a adhikari sharira it is equipped for this so you know so that's one thing we need to know about this is that it it uh, you know it shines appropriately in each life form this chaitanya shines appropriate to that body to that mind and to that you know senses to that particular body mind upadhi it shines or is reflected appropriately number 1 number 2 it is you know this all pervasive consciousness has not undergone any change just because it has entered a tiny buddhi called the human mind it hasn't undergone any change and it has not become trapped in the body mind no it looks like it has undergone a change because this consciousness is very versatile and it assumes all the attributes of the name and form it assumes the tamasic nature of the buffalo it assumes the rajasic nature of the monkey in the monkey body and it assumes what the complaining nature of the human being in the human body so it assumes that very form there is a kind of a association of this consciousness with the body mind sense complex and the i notion which cognizes this you know identifies with those limitations and therefore becomes subject to grief this is going to be told very soon so let us see that okay so then uh, if this is clear we can proceed further to number 12 maheshwari tumaya ya 
तस्याहेश्वरी तो मयाशक्तिवत विद्यते मोहशक्ति तम जीवन मोहयसौ विद्यते मोहशक्ति तम जीवं मोहयसौ सो महेश्वरी माया महेश्वरी महेश्वर यू नो इम महेश्वरी Maheshwari means belonging to Maheshwara, and this is coming from verse number two. You know, Mayan to Prakritim Vidya, Mayinamcha Maheshwaram. And so that Maheshwara, we, Swami Vidyaranya doesn't want us to forget. So he says, this Maya is belonging to Ishvara. Why? Because you know, she is his Shakti. You know, she is just a, a aspect of him. That is. inextricable from him so she he we are, we are just using because of our own limitations so there is no difference between she or he so from the standpoint of the creation she from the standpoint of the one that stands apart from the creation he so you know and what is this ishvara neither he nor she uh, that is what there is no gender there so the gender should not be taken literally it's at best a metaphoric expression and so now this maheshwari maya ya ya maya you know that maya who is the shakti of ishvara what does she do you know uh, what does she have tasyaha nirmana shaktivat we and swami vidyaranya says we have talked about one of the shaktis of maya which we are here going to call nirmana shakti and what is that one shakti that has been talked about earlier let us go back and see what is that one shakti yeah that one shakti is to the the, the variegating shakti you know we call it uh, you know vikshepa so the vikshepa shakti was talked about first and here uh, swami vidyaranya names it again so vikshepa so vikshepa shakti here is called as nirmana shakti so that same nirmana shakti is actually called vikshepa in traditional texts of vedanta vikshepa means v plus kship to throw to project forcefully and to project in variegated ways so the projective power of maya the ability to create the bodies of cows donkeys mules and uh, you know what else you know the five elements and all these things you know we saw Uh, then uh, all this is called nirmana shakti or vikshepa shakti the ability to manifest the jagat from an unmanifest to a manifest form it is also vikshepa shakti so this vikshepa shakti we have seen in detail this is how this is the stuff from where the jagat has come the the, the knowledge to project this jagat you know from that one non dual chaitanya which is which becomes as though many bahusyam prajageya we have seen all these in detail so that we have seen tasyaha just like her tasyaha means her nirmana shaktivat just like her vikshepa shakti she has another hidden trick another hidden shakti is there and then 
vidyate this is distinguished as moha shakti and so this moha shakti is nothing but avarna that we call avarna shakti here is described as moha shakti avarna is equal to what is called moha shakti so this avarna that we saw earlier this avarna you know we have seen in other texts you know in a, uh, when we have talked about other texts earlier online you might have come across this in other vedanta texts so avarna shakti is the power of veiling the power of concealment veiling you know w a i l i n g yes that's the effect of the power of veiling v e i l i n g leads the jiva to you know indulge in some veiling oh dear me poor me sad me why me this is the veiling jiva because of the veiling power of maya what is this veiling power vidyate means this this creative shakti is distinguished from the other shakti called moha shakti that which makes everyone cry moha shakti means the deluding power so the avarna means she hides herself you know in the jiva as all ignorance that's the whole thing and so the, the ignorance is also hidden from the jiva until it comes out so sometimes you don't even know you are ignorant correct so that is there and then the second thing is what so the uh, the avarna shakti also means that you know one is unaware of one's true nature as chaitanya as satyadananda atma that's why one keeps on going around asking the question how come i became jiva when did i become jiva when was the first jiva born how did i how do if i am ishvara then how come i cannot manifest anything except some confusion you know these are all the questions with that the very fact that one is asking those questions is a is a testament of the of the moha shakti or the veiling power in action <laughs> this is what the whole thing is the veiling power is very evident in the types of questions one asks how come ishvara became jiva ayyo ishvara did not become jiva but then if i am not jiva then how come i am getting the flu ishvara doesn't have the flu that's right ishvara doesn't have the flu only jiva has the flu yes correct only jiva has the flu <laughs> then then how come you say am ishvara well that which has the flu is not at the level of you know the 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 uh, where the mahavakya operates the mahavakya operates not on the uh, level of apparent differences such as the body the mind or the senses ah mahavakya operates at the truth of this from the standpoint of lakshana when you see that this body mind sense complex is nothing but consciousness and when you see ishvara with all the regalia of the you know ruler of the universe is nothing but the consciousness sachidananda that is where the mahavakya operates it does not operate for example on the level of waves it operates at the level of you know water it's not interested in the wave ocean difference of course those differences are there the differences are projections 
they are holy projections because they are ishvarik there it's a magic of ishvara if you know this you know there is matters to it's a matter to rejoice if one doesn't know this it's a matter for sorrow confusion fear this is what is called moha shakti moha shakti where one's own nature as satchidanandam brahma as jagat karanam brahma as the, as the uh, you know as ishvara is hidden from oneself so vidyate is distinguished from nirmana shakti what is distinguished moha shakti cha is moha shakti the power to delude is 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 differentiated from this nirmana shakti oh not vidyate 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 means it is there yeah sorry i thought it was vidyate that would have also been fine vidyate vidyate means vartate iti so ityartha so vartate it is there what is there moha shakti is also there just like her creative power the delusive power or is also there and what does it do tam jeevam mohayati asau asau shakti it is this power what does this power do asau shakti it is this power alone what does it do it misleads the jeeva <laughs> that's the did you know this is what the whole thing is it misleads the jeeva it distracts the jeeva from itself it totally fools the jeeva into thinking that the jeeva is not ishvara the jeeva is bound the jeeva is you know stuck in this small body mind sense complex that the jeeva is an idiot that the jeeva is no good and that the jeeva has so many lacks you know is a lack cluster full of all kinds of wants that the jeeva is a wanting person it convinces each and every jeeva that this is how the whole thing is so you see this is a very nice you know it's a beautiful culmination of of this whole discussion that we are having and then here very clearly out of great compassion uh, swami vidyaranya you know takes this forward and says exactly why the jeeva is deluded then you know then of course there could be an objection okay what is the objection the objection is this maya is not fair why because she endows ishvara with all knowledge all shakti ichha shakti kriya shakti gyan shakti limitless you know power to create limitless power to sustain and take back the whole universe so ishvara comes out looking superb very good and what does she do to me she gives me a dunce cap <laughs> ignorant and moha shakti she gives me the her power of delusion you know avarna shakti she gives and this avarna shakti is very very sad why is it sad because it hides me from my own truth for which i have a yearning and i look everywhere for that truth even though it is hidden inside me alone inside the very person the 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 content of the sadhaka searching for this is is the truth of oneself so the truth of oneself is is centered on oneself and yet the person looks all over the universe and so this is not fair i agree oh thank god at at least one time you agreed with me i agree that it would not be fair if the jeeva and ishvara were separate and if these shaktis were real they are not they are mithya bhuta shakti yes 
they are mithya shaktis and if the difference between jiva is the jiva was real and if the difference between jiva and ishvara were real if jiva was a separate entity and then maya you can say was partial i will agree with you yes you have a point but you know you have to see the whole picture the whole picture is that there is there is no srishti other than your drishti on on one level that is true you know you have to work up to that that's why the you know the, so all that is there is paramarthika and we talked about the three orders of reality so the vyavaharika vyavaharikam sat this this uh, sat which is uh, what you know transactional reality the transactional reality where you know where all the differences exist and coexist or refuse to coexist as the case may be is itself a projection of ishvara it itself is an as though projection of ishvara and then we have the, on the pratibhasika level on my own you know stay uh, you know state from my own point of view why i am asking the question why is mother maya partial to ishvara and shows me in a terrible light why does she do this to me why me <laughs> and then we have to tell what what do we have to tell if a person is you know feeling like this that maya simply is she's just doing her job this is her job but why does she have to hide it's an as though hiding some things have to be hidden you know otherwise there is no you know there is no point in living imagine if you remembered your last life and the life before that and the life before that you would not be able to sleep at night all the omissions and commissions from this life itself are a big burden that itself makes one run and take some you know some sleep a sleep aid because one cannot live with oneself and imagine if you remembered some you know if everybody remembered what all they did to the mother and the father and the brother and the sister and the friends in the last life the life before that the life before that the life before 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 that then you know you will have permanent insomnia <laughs> insomnia you will have you won't be able to sleep at night you won't be able to live with yourself some forgetting is good and even in this life all the omissions and commissions that you have done you know as you grow you forget and people owe you things there are there are grudges held sometimes in families for generations and then you ask them what is the grudge why did the first grudge arise you know six generations ago nobody remembers but the grudge is still held you know but then that grudge has to be is also forgotten that's why we have a uh, certain uh, what is that you know uh, uh, festivals which are forgiveness atonement festivals even if you don't like somebody you go and give them a gift like deepavali like baisakhi on these there are certain uh, you know festivals where you be the bigger person and overcome that you know whatever it is and so this apohana shakti this this ability to forget is a blessing bhagavan you know krishna says in the bhagavad gita ज्ञान 
So this forgetting is a great blessing. <laughs> and so this the, the delusive, distractive shakti, which makes one, you know, forget, is not a bad thing. And even in terms of Vedanta, the jiva has to come to a place where one is ready to uncover the truth of oneself. So if that happens too soon and the mind is not ready, then, you know, it is not okay. So then the mind has to come to a certain place of uh, emotional ripening, emotional maturity, and then one recognizes, oh no, I'm ignorant, I don't know the truth of myself, let me seek a guru, let me understand, let me go forward with this, you know, this is what the whole thing is. Uh, then, you know, uh, then what happens? You know, so then we have this uh, moha shakti. So this is the moha shakti, which is, which deludes the jiva in various ways. And so the moha shakti is avarna shakti. Avarna shakti is, uh, you know, it, it is in tandem with vikshepa. Vikshepa first, all the variegated universe is there. And then from the standpoint of the individual, that is our, it, it, it presents as another Shakti, Avarna, because I see all the names and forms and get deluded by them, fall in love with them, and then what? And then I'm unable to come out of that because I'm attached to the name and form rather than the Satchidananda principle, Satchidananda Tattva. I'm not looking at, I'm only looking at name and form. And the name and form, of course, collapses and then uh, you know, the jiva is a crying mess and goes from one name and form to another. This is avarna shakti in action. This is what the whole thing is. The, the ability to forget, I mean, so that is avarna. And the other uh, thing which is a blessing about this avarna shakti is the uh, one's unconscious. The unconscious mind is uh, an example, a manifestation of the avarna shakti. So, when the child is small, it doesn't have the wherewithal to process the hurts that are being, you know, that it is being subject to by the fallible parents. Parents are definitely fallible. They do their best, but they end up, you know, hurting the child. You know, they even physically sometimes they drop the child. You know, they don't know. They don't mean to, but then they just happen to slip. Uh, the hand happened to slip when the child was dropped. Or, and the child has a loss of confidence, like, oh, I thought these were the caregivers. They were the primary caregivers, but look, what are they turning out to be? Primary caregivers. <laughs> so by the age of four, the unconsciousness develops and it is complete. All the hurts, pains and sorrows are stuffed somewhere deep within the psyche. That's Avarna. This is Maya's blessing, Bhagavan's blessing in the form of Avarna Shakti. So you can't say Avarna Shakti is bad. <laughs> uh, then what happens? You know, then the brain is developed enough to look at these hurts and uh, to forgive, to move on, to process the hurts, etc. You know, then when the brain is developed and when that similar situation is enacted in one's life, a situation of trust perhaps, like marriage or a significant relationship, or one takes to the, or when one takes to the study of Vedanta, again where there is Shraddha, trust, 
the unconsciousness comes unconscious comes out the pain comes out the fear comes out the sorrow comes out until the it is dead you know kept in abeyance kept completely you know stuffed and uh, you know even the person doesn't know and then it comes out you know people say i was okay till i studied vedanta what have you done <laughs> i haven't done anything it is you know it is a you, you have to welcome the you know unconscious coming out because it is a visit from you know maya shakti maya shakti is unraveling the the moha shakti in the individual the unconsciousness is coming out it's a very good thing it's a good thing because now you know what all is there and once you know what all is there a known unconscious you know is a much better deal than an unknown unconscious really so you have to be kind to those feelings they are like inner children there is so much psychology you know this the unconscious is presented like an inner child or several inner children and so when the unconscious comes out and so the anger the fear the insecurity and the sorrow is directed at what is directed at what is immediately in front you are the cause of my pain this situation prakritam this situation i am in is giving me the sorrow but then that situation is merely a trigger it's not the cause of the sorrow the cause of the sorrow was already there for a long time ago and one doesn't even remember what it is moha shakti this is what is avarna it is covered the cause of it is covered it's from some early childhood trauma some authority issue some neglectful you know actions by the primary scare givers and then as a result all that pain the suffering the insecurity the fear is stuffed and when it comes out it is uh, rehearsed all over again and that's why the sadhanas of yoga and then meditation even therapy is a sadhana therapy is very important it's a it's a sadhana for vedanta psychotherapy a lot of things can you know uh, can be resolved through that so the ability to seek help that itself is a blessing and the ability to seek help and the ability to write it out to vent it out in safe ways without harming oneself to process the pain etc all these are blessings and so this is the unconscious which also is a example of what is called moha shakti moha means delusion so the delusion is as is the result of this avarna shakti where the person is separated as though from one's own nature and if they were permanently separated this union is not possible but they are already united as it were but it's a semblance of separation so therefore you cannot even blame maya shakti for that so vidyate moha shaktischa and then what does she do tam jeevam you know the, uh, the this jeeva what does she do to this jeeva it deludes this jeeva deludes the jeeva so we will chant the next one and see it you know in the next class mohadanishatam prapya magno vapushisho chati ईश सृष्टमिदम द्वैतम 
This is a very nice verse which sums up the Ishvara Srishti, the so-called Ishvara Srishti that, you know, was talked about earlier, you know, that there would be a discussion of Ishvara Srishti and Jeeva Srishti. This is what is, you know, is going to be summed up in verse number 13. And uh, Mohat, because of this delusion, Anishatam Prapya, gaining this uh, status of being not Isha. Isha and Anisha. So, Anishatam Prapya, gaining the status of not being Isha, then what happens? Magnaha Vapushi, Vapushi Magnaha, being identified with the body-mind sense complex, Jeevaha, so Shochati, the Jeeva is subject to grief. And then what? Isha Srishtam Idam Dvaitam, this is what is called Ishwara's Jagat, Ishwara's Srishti of the Jagat, and Sarvam Uktam, all this has been talked about succinctly, you know, in short, it has been Samasataha, you know, in a complex but a succinct way it has been talked about. So, we will stop here and then we will pick it up in the next class. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vishishyate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om